I'm Hamish Bowman, a part of Ray White New Farm and director of Ray White Projects. Welcome to The Collegiate, an ongoing series of casual but in-depth conversations with my colleagues. These are some really interesting people I've met throughout my career at Ray White and New Farm, and we're going to talk to them and get a better insight as to the growth of their careers and what happens behind the closed doors. On The Collegiate last week, we had Brandon Wortley, an amazing story, applied his trade here in Brisbane, went to London to further his career, came back and lead agent straight away. Now an owner, Ray White East Brisbane and Belemba, together with Scott Darwin. This week we've got Matt Lancashire. We all know Matt, number one agent in Brisbane, but we've decided to get down and dirty, understand what goes on behind the closed doors, how he deals with some dark times, and how he's come out a better person. We'd love to plug our socials. Stay connected with us through YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, at Hamish Bowman. Let's dive in and see what's in store. Matt, thanks very much for coming on to The Collegiate. Very uh, excited to have you on. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Were you a little bit surprised you weren't number one? In no, the not list? at all. I, I just find the whole thing. No, actually, I'm surprised I'm actually on it. Um, I just find it really um, great, the uh, initiative you've shown to um, go and interview people and uh, within our business, your competitors. And um, But most agents um, wouldn't do that because they wouldn't want to show other people's strengths to their their audience yep. and um so i take my hat off to you congratulations i think it's it's really selfless uh and uh in a in an industry uh where there's a, a thirst for learning um there's just some value in it so i feel privileged to be on <laughs> thanks Hamish. Well, thank you very much thank you so i thought today obviously you're very well known matt obviously the principal here and the number one agent in brisbane i think that we'll touch on all the the highlights because you can't get through 20 minutes chatting without them but I thought we had a quick chat off air and it might be more beneficial for the audience to hear about some of the harder times and the darker times and the crappier times yep. that maybe even recently you know how you your coping mechanism I thought like mm-hmm. carrying such a load yep. family work business your own team just that phys- your physique I mean how you roll all that into a day you're like how do you do with this? How do you do it all? So yeah. I thought perhaps what I thought last night when I was thinking about today, you've obviously as a family, we were at a listening presentation recently in Ascot and I thought you're talking to the, the owner about the time you spent as a school kid in the States somewhere. America, I thought, yeah, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville, Kentucky. Ah. What's all that about? Your dad's obviously a doctor. Yeah, so um, dad was a, a, a young resident as they they do they come out of uh, med school and um, he wanted to learn surgery and so you know Australia hasn't got the depth of or population which means more trauma I dare say over in the state so dad wanted to learn and um, we I was born in Cairns and dad was a resident at the Cairns General and then moved to Brisbane and then um, I went overseas to Louisville Kentucky which um, my brother did grade two, my sister was in grade one, and I was in sort of like a preppy sort yeah. of age. And it was, um, we lived in a, a really rough neighborhood, like Louisville, Kentucky, the heart of Louisville. And it was interesting. It was, um, you know, we lived in this old, like, no, dad had no money. Yeah. Like it was, so we lived yeah. in this old uh, flat area, and it was like, you know, a lot of um, dancing in the back streets it had barrels with fire in it all of those sorts of things wow. like i look back at all the videos just recently and it was just incredible and we were just these aussies and i was wearing a vegemite shirt <laughs> you know it was pretty cool so yeah. we did we did just over a year there so we went through summer and winter and uh, 
really cool experience. Unfortunately, I don't remember it as much as my brother and sister do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was just looking through the videos and the photos. It was like, yeah, pretty cool. I think at a listing presentation, I'm quite good at getting a cue for a bit of rapport, whether it's a bike or a bottle of wine. But when you went straight to Kentucky, I thought, here's another <laughs> listing presentation. I've got no chance of getting some rapport with. Um, and like, obviously, you went through. There were any other international stays as a family? Like, oh, there... we did the like the we did a caravan around the UK and all of those sorts oh, of yeah. things. So, but not 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 to live. No. Um, but yeah, just America and then yeah. back to to Brisbane. Grew up in. Um, the south side uh, in Maruka, believe it or not. Dad's right. first home was about yeah. 300 metres off the Magic Mile right. okay. um, down there. So it's um, very humble beginnings. Nice. And then St. Lawrence's as a school? Yeah, yeah. so um, finished school. Well, we went, my brother, we went to three separate schools actually. So my brother was at Grammar, uh, my sister was at St. Aidan's, and I was at St. Lawrence's. So okay. my Why? brother, oh, well, my brother's, um, look, the way I look at it is my, my dad's, um, He's quite intelligent, so yeah. being a surgeon, very well-known and well-regarded, um, right? Well right? Um, surgeon. Uh, my brother and my mother was um, actually a detective with the Juvenile Aid years ago, something you probably oh, didn't no. know. There's a fast fact. And um, mum's got the street smart. So oh, it's, um, okay. so my brother is actually quite smart. He's brilliant, actually, and mm-hmm. he's a surgeon. Is he older? He's the eldest. I'm yeah. the youngest. So yeah. he's a surgeon himself now. Yes. Um, and No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> and, it's, um, and my sister is a teacher so the way i see it is my brother uh no she's she's in toowoomba now right so yeah so but was out in bulia um doing getting points to come back to brisbane Uh, but the interesting thing was it's um because i said my mum's got the street smarts my dad's brilliant my brother got my dad my sister got half my mum half my dad and i got my mum and um but it was um so i got to grade eight and my brother was at, at grammar and um doing really well uh, and my mum and dad said, so would you like to go to grandma also? And I said, save me money. <laughs> so it's, um, and look, I love Laurie's. I think it was a great school. Like, yep. All of my, I've got sort of 20 mates now that are finished in 98 mm. that are thick as thieves. We yeah. all catch up regularly. We've got a WhatsApp group that we all chat every yeah. single day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was really great. Really enjoyed that it. That might be the segue. I've, I've noticed that some, a lot of the, the tradies around here seem to be your old school friends and Somewhere in your um, background, there's an electrician, a Sparky. It was a Sparky. Yeah. yeah. Was that straight after school? Straight after school. Yeah. It was, a, it was actually a, um, look, I was pretty confused after school. I think coming from a really intelligent family and I was sort of like the black sheep of yeah. that. It was, um, I just didn't understand. Do you feel like you were the black sheep? Nah, I always knew what I, I knew. I always yeah. knew I'd find my way. Yeah. Um, but I, funnily enough, there was one part where I tried to be smarter um, than what I was like, I did remedial reading in year ten, yeah. um, which was um, you know, look, I, I look at that and I, I, I just think school for me wasn't um, as relevant as what I thought it could have been. I thought mm. you know there wasn't the emphasis on emotional intelligence and EQ all of those sorts of things, yeah. um, and you know even in grade eleven and twelve I did um, biology, and I think Jeez. I know and I think <laughs> I did that just to um, wow. try and. Be a bit smarter, <laughs> and it's, um, and I was like, "What am I doing doing yeah. biology?" But anyway, um, and look, I finished school, not not the greatest marks going around, so OP sixteen, which is on the on the lower other, side, on the lower yeah. side, yeah. and it's um, and look, that for me, I I didn't know what I wanted to do after school, and I f- feel like there's a huge pressure on young people, um, that yeah. that 
there's a pressure on them to know what they want to do for mm. the rest of their life. And how can you? Yeah, how do you know? Like, and it's and this is the thing I look at my kids now, and I mm. think far out. Like, how do, what what things can I do to you know influence them, mm. or what mm. are they going to find their way? And mm. I just hope that they just find mm. their 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 love. Mm. And um, and so I I, I finished school. I, I didn't want to go to university. I was playing a lot of tennis at the time, uh, and I found myself you know working in a convenience store and playing tennis during the day. And my mum and dad gave me a little tap on the shoulder and said, I think it's time you should do something. Here's a, um, here's a, here's a little apprenticeship thing that I've, we've just got and I think that could be good for you. Nice. Uh, why don't you choose a trade? And I went, oh God, I went to this careers day and chose to be an electrician. And, um, and look, it was, it, was, it, was, it was great. Yeah. Um, it was great for the fact that I learned, and now it, it all makes sense to me now. Yeah. But at the time it was just like, I, you know, when you don't love what you do, it's it's really hard to get passionate mm. about something. Mm. I, I ticked boxes, I showed up to work, I did all the things I needed to do, I did all my study, got all my uh, my electrical ticket, but something there was just not right. And um, it got to a point where I thought, no, nah, this, this is just not for me, I, I didn't like it. Um, and I wasn't passionate about it, and I just thought this is not a long-term career choice mm. for me. Uh, I look at it two ways. Like, I, I think, you know, I've got some friends that own electrical companies that are like, multi multi-million dollar companies yeah, yeah. that have that have their business mind and has been able to but they loved it they loved the apprenticeship they loved mm. what they were doing they loved mm. all of the things and it wasn't until you know i got into real estate that i actually valued what i did through that apprenticeship was was i actually have a thorough understanding of how mm. buildings are put mm. together how wiring works how mm. all these things i've now built houses myself mm. um and it, it was just a skill that you know for me, yeah. was hugely beneficial yeah. for when I go into a presentation, like you say, like, oh, there's not much about building I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know how to talk about, you know, detail and and, and that's a, a little advantage I have mm-hmm. over most people that mm-hmm. don't have that insight into building or, or the trade. I remember you building a house a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and you're right in the thick of it. I think we went to a couple of listing presentations and you were, you were just heavy onto the kitchen bench top, the thickness. Oh. <laughs> The lines on the city, you, know, you were just shadow line corners. Shadow line corners. <laughs> yeah. all yeah. I'm going, oh God, I've got to upgrade my knowledge base again. So you, can, you know that they've got Building for Dummies, right? The book. Yeah. Actually, they do. And it's actually, Nick Given's got that. Yeah, he does. And he still doesn't get it. <laughs> He's read it twice. <laughs> um, so look, where in that whole sphere, you mentioned you play tennis. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be whether or not we're riding horses or we're doing tennis or something, you seem to be um, a well-rounded athlete. Oh. There's, there's also jumping out of planes that I've heard in the past, rowing, surfboat rowing, Australian comps. Where is all this pre-real estate? Was it all, all, all through high school? Right. You know, very, um, very. Oh, look, I wouldn't say I was an elite. The rowing side, we went pretty far. Yeah. Um, but you know, rugby, always rugby, always. Yeah. Um, you know, love tennis. My family's mad keen tennis players. They're out at tennis and at the yeah. tennis development. Dad's like a. A bit of a gun tennis player. He's sixty six this year, and I gave uh, I beat him for the first time about six months ago. Why did you? And, oh, he's, he played pennant reserve and all those things, and gets lessons and everything. And I beat him, and I, I went over for dinner after and started gloating to my mother. <laughs> I said I beat dad, and, and she said, "Oh, that's so awesome! You do realise that your dad's sixty five years old. He's got tennis elbow at the moment." <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's um, you know what, like. I just I, I I'm competitive. I, yeah. I love I love competing. I love yeah. I love sport. I love um, anything that's got to do with bettering. Mm. You know myself. I I, I just I'm a, I'm I'm into it. And 
might be a good segue straight in. So, so when did you think real estate? Am I thinking GFC? No, 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 no. So I started in 2006. I actually had a, a false start before that. Um, I, I got out of Resi Real Estate and, um, you know, so I got out of the, my trade and I decided to travel overseas. Um, but for about six months before I, I got out of the trade, I, um, we sold a, I, I sold a house. Um, and interestingly enough, when- As an agent? No, 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 as a vendor, a seller, yeah. yeah. And um, we ended up listing with this agent and I needed the money desperately to go overseas because I was, you know, living on apprentice yeah. wages, all of those things. I bought a house with a mate really young. So we, we got out of school, my best mate, Drewy, we bought a house in Tarragindi uh, on apprentice wages, renovated it, did all those things over the years. And this was our, my exit to go overseas to do right. a little bit of travel. And um, Was he going with you? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I went first. I went over by myself, okay. but it was, um, they all followed later. <laughs> um, and trying to sell this house, and we took it to auction, did everything we needed to do, did all the ads, everything. Uh, Hazley was the auctioneer, uh, really? believe it or not, back in the day. That oh. would have been 2005, Jeez. 2004. That's 21 years ago. Yeah. And, um, and we did everything right, got to the auction, there were like 10 registered bidders, and didn't sell. And oh. we set the reserve where they asked us to set the reserve. Um, and it's interesting when you when you want something so badly, and you know how sometimes they say desperate yeah. desperate um, times calls for desperate measures. Um, I rang the agent and just said, "Look, I'm just baffled. We've had ten registered bidders here, and no one's actually put an offer forward, and no one bid at the auction. What's going on?" And she's like, "Oh, well, this and this, and every excuse under the sun." And I just said, "Look, can I have those numbers? And I'll I'll go. You'll still get paid, but can I have those numbers to call?" Have you heard this? No. Yeah. And um, so I called through all of the people that had been through the property wow. and ended up selling the house. So for uh, for a price just over where our reserve was. Did and you I was like, nibble her on the commission at the end? No, no, no. <laughs> like I, I was desperate to go overseas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and look, interestingly enough, it was. Um, That's a good story. Gave me my first little taste into yeah. a little bit of negotiation. Went overseas for a couple of years, traveled the world, spent all that money, blew it all. Um, you know, made a couple of hundred grand at 24 years old and came back with a little bit, yeah. just enough, and um, knocked on Hazley's door. I was, I was actually, came back to Brisbane to um, start a shoe store, believe it or not. I had this um, fetish with nice Italian shoes. Another great story. Believe it or not. Right. It's, um, <laughs> I, I was going to go to um, Sydney to start this shoe store. Um, and I met with um, I my childhood friend, who was my brother's age, he's a couple of years older yeah. than me. Um, Hazley and Hazley had just bought this business called Ray White New Farm, which was across the road here. It's at um, five nine nine Brunswick Street, and uh, there was about four hundred and fifty square meters of space and about three people in the business at that point of time. And um, he um, begged me not to go to Sydney and that I should do the do the real estate thing. And um, that's where it all began. Began. Wow. So let's go back to two thousand and six. Wow, cool. So. You obviously mentioned on the fast forward a couple of years, GFC. Mm -hmm. Is you your numbers? You is that when you decided sort of to go pro? Year before, Back, well, year before? well, it was really hard. Two thousand seven was really difficult, challenging market in the fact that you couldn't get stock. All of the dominant agents um, that were operating at that time had the lion's share of the limited stock that was right. available. So market was pumping. You couldn't get your hands on anything. So. Um, was a dominant agent in the area. Judy Goodjo across yeah. Brisbane was yeah. probably one of the one of the big agents at that point of time, particularly in the Ray White group. Yeah. Um, you know, there was the, look. I, that was my 
that she was my chase at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it just then overnight, literally the, the, the lights turned off um, and it, it got really, really difficult. And um, interestingly, when I decided to go really hard was just after that and I decided to bite the bullet and just go to what they introduced a thing called first home buyers grants. I'm not sure if you remember that. Yes. Um, and so I just decided to go, I'm gonna list as many first home buyer style product no. properties as I yeah. could. And I chose a lot of properties that were in high vis locations like buildings on Brunswick Street, yeah. all of those sorts of things. Yeah, good and signage. Lots of signs up and just started churning and burning. So it's, I went from doing, you know, trying to sell million dollar houses at that point in time, like cottages, to going and doing four or $500,000 walk-ups, but I was transacting six mm. to eight of them a month. So it actually became more profitable. Um, and then when you're working hard, it's, and I saw the competition, it took, it took the competition literally months to, months to um, uh, adjust to the market conditions that they changed. And they were all very, very, very um, set on the prices that were before, um, where I got in and I decided to change everything that I did. I auctioned a lot of things. Um, and my, my GCI from 2008 to 2009 doubled. Um, then right. ever, ever since then, it doubled and doubled and doubled. Yeah. But what had happened in that point of time, the market recovered. Um, and I, I really decided to go, I want to have a red hot crack uh, at selling you know, prestige property. Yeah. Um, so I flew down to Sydney and I met with a, a couple of agents down there. And... Um, I met with one agent in particular who was, you know, and I, I, I still think that this person doesn't remember the meeting that I had, um, but it was the most instrumental 45 minutes of my whole real estate mm. time. It's all about light bulb moments, right? Mm. Like you you go, you're with a group with Ray White, say Ray, Ray White, who's got the biggest depth, the biggest organization in Australasia for real estate, the best training systems, all the best things. And you can absorb as much as you want and you can, you know, think that that's the right thing to do, but it's not until that penny drops in the in the white bulb yeah. moment you have yeah. clicks. So I went and met this bloke, James Dack from Sydney, McGrath agent, and I was reading the Wentworth Courier before I met him. And literally the first 15 pages of the Wentworth Courier, which services the eastern suburbs of Sydney, mm-hmm. was James Dack, James Dack, James Dack, James Dack, James Dack. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, I'm meeting the right guy here. So I sat down with him, 45 minutes, and the three things that I took home from it was, all he said was, okay, any, whatever your publication is in your area, whether it be, you know, Korea Mail, whether it be the Gold Coast Bulletin, whether it be the Village News, whether it be Quest, yeah. whatever. Dominate. Dominate it. Yeah. Then the second thing you need to do is you need to focus on auctions. And if you do auctions, you can create a really competitive tension with purchases, which will get you a superior price, you're gonna meet more people, and they sell generally if you process them right within a 30 day period so yeah. you can control your business. Yeah. Um, and the third thing was pick someone and beat them, out, outwork them. And so I came back from Sydney, I went and bought a new suit, but interestingly enough, like this is, this is going back before that, um, before I've the market started to rise. I'm thinking a credit card story. Yeah, yeah so this is, this, is, this is the what, reason why this is GFC, just post yeah. GFC, and then started to go really well post that recovery. Yeah. Um, but I was in $50,000 debt on credit cards, so yeah. I was balancing credit cards. I actually paid 
one credit took a short-term loan at 20% to pay a short-term credit card loan. Wow. I had holes in my suit, yeah. had holes in my shoes. I think Hazel's got a couple of photos of those oh, some of the suits, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it's interesting and yeah. I was too embarrassed That's to get. This is good to know. This is the sort of stuff I think that, you know, all of us, I think, have been. And just you're only more comfortable talking about it when it's in the past. You know, and I think there's, dare to say, there's probably people around us that are, close to that now. I would say that would be 60% of yeah. the real estate fraternity yeah. Yeah. would be in a position right now where they are living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. not sure where the next income's, when the next income's coming yeah. through and how they're gonna get ahead. Mm. And, and look, they're pretty dark days when you're sitting there going, oh my God, the, this, this next sale will be the defining mm. moment of whether I stay in real estate or mm. go back to becoming an electrician. Mm. And they're, the, they're the, literally the thoughts that mm. went through my head. Mm. Um, I mean, there are conversations from time to time with agents, whether or not we're just hoping a deal. We know that they're on the edge. They, oh, yeah. They're looking at other things to do. And I'm just thinking, I hope this deal hangs. And they just they say, if this doesn't go through, I'm out. Like, well, we've, we've got, and I'm, I'm sure Josh wouldn't mind me talking about it, Josh Brown in our business. mentioned on the podcast. Was, it was literally <laughs> going to be a fireman. Yeah. And it's like, I think it was just to get his fireman calendar <laughs> shot. He really. would have been on it probably. Um, but it was. Um, but look, he was a de- one deal away yeah. from um, from becoming a fiery. And and not that there's anything wrong with that, but he he really like he and now you look at his business it has just later elite. It's just skyrocketed. Mm. So um, so yeah. But when when the thing is when you're in that 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 dark moment of not knowing when your next paycheck's coming in, how are you going to pay the your rent. You know, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to talk to my parents because mm. my brother was a doctor, my sister's a teacher. Mm. I was this, oh yeah, I'm a real estate agent. Mm. I'm going to do my own thing and get, I'm going to go all these places. Yeah. And when you actually go into debt and $50,000 credit card, like do you know how hard that is to pay that off? Like when it's trickling income, yeah, like I've it is, I've been there. it's stressful. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the thing is, it's like the, the hardest thing is when, you, when you're in that position, your first reaction is to, okay, I'm gonna cut every corner just to get a deal. Mm. And the problem is you cut all of these corners and then the deal doesn't happen and mm. you're banking on all these off-market deals and uh, you know, you've got- you got promises you got, on the other end. <laughs> and they don't happen. Yeah. And what happens is until you actually get some physical structure and follow a plan, yeah. you're not gonna come out the other side. Like, so, so I, start, I started to go okay and it got to a point where I said, okay, well, how, how hard, like where do I want to go with this? And um, I had a couple of good deals that happened. I ended up, I ended up borrowing uh, $1,000 from my mum and dad. They didn't know, they, they now know the level of the debt that I was in, mm. um, but they didn't at the time, it was too embarrassing. Like it's like, you know, I moved home for the first time, uh, owned a home, been out of home since yeah. I was 17, yeah. um, and moving home at 25, 26 um, was a little bit of a, a, a Dent to the ego, yeah. a bit a bit bruised, and then having the debt to follow was, you know, mm-hmm. I used to drink clean skins from BWS. <laughs> you know, you know how much I love my red no, wine. I, I was on the clean skins, so sometimes I'd get onto Four a good one. Uh, I think it was like three ninety nine or something <laughs> like that. Um, but um, it then got to a point where I, I had this light bulb moment where I went to Sydney, met James, had this chat, met yeah. with a few other agents, and those three things, you know, the um, the the big ads dominate the publications, mm. auctions, and work outwork your competition, pick yeah. someone and beat them. Well, yeah. And um, do that to this day. Well I, well, I came back from over, came back from Sydney and Hazley was in this meeting, the sales meeting with, I think by that stage, it would have been about 
15 people, so I went from three to 15, right. and we're sitting in this room, and he goes, okay, Matt, what's the magic dust? What did you learn down in Sydney? Yeah. And I said, mate, you wouldn't believe it, but do lots of print, you know, make sure that you do big ads and you dominate the paddock because you're gonna meet more people. Yeah. People are gonna come through your open homes based on the level of, you know, they're gonna see the property. Then what you do is you do auctions as well. And then what you do is you just work really hard. And everyone was like, wow, that's amazing. And Hazley's like, you absolute dead shit. Yeah. That is like what I've been speaking about for the last six years. And that's why it's all about Sometimes the Sometimes it's gotta be just come from someone else's mouth. The light bulb moment, mate. And, yeah. and hopefully, hopefully, if someone's listening to this, yeah. you know, it's, totally. it, it could be that one light bulb moment that could be sitting in the car and go, yeah. hang on, that might be that one defining thing. Yeah. Um, that could change my business. And the, the one thing I think that, that, that the, there's one element that I haven't spoken about that I think is the one thing that I know that I have over 99.9% of my competitors mm. is, um, is that I want it. Mm. Like I'm competitive mm. and I want it mm. and I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to get mm. there. Mm. And, you know, I was in the office last night. This is, I've got three kids at home. I was in the office last night. I put a post on with Kevy Day was in here yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And it was like, a, you know, Kevy Day was yeah. in there. Uh, I know I always see your car, I always see Scotty, but it's yeah. interesting. The ones that are doing well, yeah. it, it's not that you have to cram everything, you have to be there late and all of those things, but the hours that I'm at work is productive. Mm. But I've got so much going on and good shit going on at the moment that I can't cram it in yeah. from nine till five. It's got to be, I was here till eight o'clock at night. Yeah. You know? I mean, often talking to you, I find that the easiest time is 7 a.m. or like we did last night, 8.30. Yeah. And you've generally got a mouthful of food. Yeah. Because you're eating. I'm eating. So I'm eating. <laughs> you're going somewhere. So I'm, I'm over saying, what are you eating? Can you just stop? I'm, just, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm now conditioning myself to work through because you're on the run. You're on the hole. Always. You know, just, so just, that's a good way. I mean, what is the coping mechanism? You've got three kids and they're young, yeah. so they're in that really hands-on, tough. Yeah. Caitlin, beautiful yeah. wife, she does an amazing job. Yeah. She's obviously the mum. She's doing all the mum's thing. Yeah. Interesting fast fact. Caitlin gave me my induction in May 2014 here. And there you go. She wasn't there the next week. <laughs> she retired, so I'm not quite sure what I did. <laughs> no, I, I believe that was her last... Last one. So. That was no. We've um, we've been together for a long time now. Yeah. She's 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 a she's a great mother. She's very 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 good mum. She's um, uh, she's very good with our children. Uh, she understands the life. And and this is the unfortunate thing with um, with our gig is we generally will we, our our job is we get paid when other people aren't working, right? Yeah. Yeah. So our job is to work when people aren't working. Yeah. Um. And look. As time has gone, I've had a better. It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like Saturdays. Saturday. So if you're in real estate and you say I don't want to work Saturdays, then it's not the gig for you. No. Um, the other thing as well is if I I want to work life balance. In your first five years of real estate, there's no such thing as work life balance. Yeah. So um, look, I'm not here to say that I've got a perfect balance because I don't. Like I have, Caitlin and I have a lot of discussions about me being at work mm -hmm. so um she tries to get the kids down i try to get home to say goodnight to the kids tuck them in and then get back on the computer yeah. start working um and um but generally if i miss that window she says she'll say don't come home until at least 7 38 o'clock mm -hmm. make sure the kids are down um so it, it's it's really hard mm -hmm. but it's like at the moment I, I i love what i do 
Um, Caitlin understands that. She loves um, the life that we have mm-hmm. together. We've got, you know, she's got her strengths, I've got my strengths, and we both know our deficiencies and we work well yeah. with, with keeping them. But it's, look, it, it's difficult. It's special that she can, you know, the amount of times you must be talking, you're on the phone. All the time. All the time. So annoying for so, her. I mean, you, can, you know it's annoying, but it's just... But that's, that, it's, 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 it is annoying for her and the fact, I think, of... And this is for anyone that, um, that is in a relationship. And I, I, I've, I've deliberately just talked about the kids because yeah. I was going to segue into Caitlin as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you talk about the kids only, but then what about how they are? Yeah. As, you know, how is Caitlin? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's, um, you know, and we're, we're working on little things now where we want to do, go back, get out of the rat run and do the proper date nights and all of those sorts no. of things. So that's a really yeah. important thing for us, um, which we need to start focusing on again. Um, but look, at the moment, um, the market's running. So like you would hear when I say in our, our um, group communications, if you blink at the moment, you'll miss it. So Caitlin is fully aware that, um, that at the moment when the market's running, um, I'm, I'm running too. I'm, and just to go back again, you did have a sliding door moment, I believe. It was going to be a high-profile public murder mm-hmm. at one stage, mm-hmm. and you thought of... You're you were headhunted, I believe, yeah, yeah. to go and be their poster boy. Yeah. Um, and you thought, was it them or was it agency? And that mm-hmm. must have been a tough. Huge. That was a. Well, was that? Did, it, did you make that decision quickly, or did you sit on it for a while? I mean, that's a. Oh, look, this is the thing, right? It's um, you get opportunities thrown. Like if, if so, anyone in in this business here, like we we, uh, I don't know. This is my perception of it is that we provide as much value to someone as they can absorb right um and if someone wants to leave the business um then and we've done we know that we've done everything Mm -hmm. then you know sadly we are we are happy and we want them to be successful wherever they they go um if you stay we give everything we we can at it and what generally will happen is if people aren't getting recruited right like you've been recruited everyone's been recruited But if you're not getting recruited, you have to ask yourself the question, am I doing it up? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, so I did get headhunted by Mervac. Yeah. Um, this is going back in the day. And it was at that point where I'd met James Dat, And I was on, on the path of going like this. And, um, and it got to a point where I was like, look, could I get paid? I'd make 200 grand a year working for Mervac. Um, it was sort of like a nine to five. You don't have to prospect the stocks there, mm. but you're sitting on site. Glorious. Right? Yeah, look, and, and that was a really good yeah. dangle, the ca- um, yeah. a character dangle in front of me. And it was like, so I could make the same money I'm working right now, not having to prospect, not having to do the calls, just have mm. to follow up buyers with the stock, but then sitting on site. And I thought, well, let me look at that. That's a great option, but what is what do I want to do and what do I want to achieve? And what I wanted to achieve was far greater than that. Yeah. Um, and look, Hazel and I had some very, very in-depth conversations about it and it mm-hmm. wasn't like a money grab or nothing like that. It was a, it, what is the right thing for me? Mm-hmm. And um, that sliding door moment happened and um, I, ended up, I ended up staying and, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Like, unbelievable. And interestingly, Christine Rudolph got that job, mm-hmm. which, is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sliding all moment, she comes back and is now killing it. Like she's it's unbelievable. She's, and she's been, she was on first person we got on the podcast, and she's got a really great story, Christine. Um, interesting enough, 
talking of the um, sort of that that Mervac gig, did you feel like at that point that you did the money? Were you looking at the money and thinking because we know in real estate there's no ceiling. You can go to work. This is what this is what I love about real estate. It generally, the harder you work and smarter, the more money you make. And and, and you can go to work and, and we can actually earn a lot of money, mm-hmm. but we can go to the golf course and make none. It's your decision, yeah. right? Yep. So highest paid, yeah. hardest working career, yeah. lowest paid, laziest job. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, eighty percent probably go for that the latter it's, day. It's ninety seven and three yeah. percent is the stats. <laughs> Yeah. And it's um, it's interesting. You we, we we heard from Michael Colossi in our June, in our October Power, Power series this morning, yeah. and he said that the study has just come out that for real estate agents across this survey that they did, that any agent that works thirteen percent harder, right? Thirteen percent harder and longer hour, uh, hours can be forty percent more productive. Yeah. Like it's just Three, threefold. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But look, uh, yes, you're right. It's um. In any in any real estate business, there's you know, it's this, the the thing that I love about real estate is it's, it it doesn't discriminate no. it doesn't discriminate against age it doesn't discriminate against sex it doesn't discriminate against race doesn't mm. discriminate on anything mm. there's equal opportunity out there so what I find fascinating is that one person can be sitting in one desk and then a meter and a half away could be sitting in another desk and. They've got the same market, mm. the same ability, same look, same opportunity, but the agent sitting in this desk here is making 30 grand a year and this one sitting on this yeah. side here is making $2 million mm. a year. What's the, you know, that's the, and so you're right, it's, it's one of those industries that it can be really rewarding if you work hard. It's like any industry, but that's why there's only the 3% make, you know, yeah. do 90% of the business. So. Obviously, touching on your beautiful wife, wife Caitlin, mm-hmm. very close behind Caitlin, and as we've mentioned mm-hmm. him a few times, is Hazley. You mentioned yep. him a lot of times. He's obviously been formative. Yeah. You sold him the business. Mm-hmm. Sold, and then you. He, 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 bought, he, so he bought. I bought the business you bought from, this him. from him, and then he's come back in in the last couple two, of years, three, two, years, three yeah. years, and now you guys are just. It's just a. It's it's a partnership from the outside looking in, which is just. Yin, got, yin and yang. Yeah, very different. different. Yeah, very. He's very Irish, and yeah, we always had better parties when you were running <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, look, I, I think from seeing your skill sets, both of you, it's just it's a really good partnership. And like we've we've, it's fair to say we've I think we've we've gone ahead again since you've been in. So yep. you've been able to sell, yeah, and not worry about the back end so much. Yeah, hasn't. well, look, we we've we've we found out what our we've. We've acknowledged what our strengths and our weaknesses are, yeah. and the the beautiful thing is that his strengths are my deficiencies, and vice versa. So that's why it's so good. So two to- and and total trust. And a quick little story on that is we when we were negotiating our deal to come back together, we went to the negotiation table six times. I'm not sure if you knew that. I knew that. Yeah. So six times, and you know, like you said, old Irish tight ass Hazley is, and we had a gap, and. Um, we couldn't bridge this gap and we had this moment where we both um, went into uh, Raylight Corporate to negotiate this deal and I had my accountants, Hazley had his accounts, we had CEO Tony Wallen, uh, CFO Andrew Jampson in there and Brian White was desperate for this deal to happen 
and we had we we're 100 grand away on this deal like we could not bridge the gap it was like being in a negotiation on a, which sounds quite close it was well yeah it was it, sound, it was closer to me than it was to Hazel. <laughs> and so the day of the, the day of the meeting we had a um we had a really good um he called me and Hazley said look i'm not flexible off um the 100 and i said well cancel the meeting this afternoon and um so we canceled and Hazley said no 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 we should still meet and i said Hazel, if you're not going to be flexible which i will be we should cancel the meeting yeah. and he goes oh okay and then the accountant called me and said no no no, we should have the meeting I said no cancel I'm not interested and so anyway ended up an hour of like argy-bargy we ended up having the meeting so separate offices or? no I went in together all together yeah. with all those people in, yeah. in play and um, it was bickering over accountants against accountant 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 and I just said to everyone just stop just Hayes you and I let's go next door yeah. together and I read this article, um, and it was, I'm not sure if I've told you this, it was Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, never met before, went on a three-day retreat together, never met, just the two of them. Yeah. Intimate, had an intimate, understood, learn about each other. And at the end of that three days, they were asked to both write one word on a piece of paper that they got from each other. And they both wrote the same word. And that word was focus. Yeah. It's the word that they wrote. Wow. So I said to Hazley, okay, here's the deal. You and I, we went into a separate room. I said, write on this piece of paper, not financial, what you want. What do you want to achieve from this transaction? And I wrote a word, he wrote a word. And we both wrote the same word. He wrote happy, I wrote happiness. And wow. that's how it all evolved. And I said, do the fucking deal you yeah, part yeah, us. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's a great story. It's good, yeah. That's a really good story. Yeah. So Matt, let's just finish on some fast, sure. quick fire questions. Uh -huh. Get a little bit of um, behind some... Um, the Matt um, lifestyle. Great, love it. We did touch on wine. You and Caitlin walk into a little wine bar somewhere. Yep. You together. Yep. What are you ordering each other? Okay, so uh, we'll definitely get this right um, for each other. So she is either one of two things, depending on how she feels. She loves a good margarita. Yeah. So she'd probably start with a margarita or a beautiful French champagne. That's yeah. her thing, probably Ronard. Nice. Um, and look, I would drink a big bowl of Barossa Shiraz. And right. Could be middle of summer and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, that's big fun. bruisey Barossa Shiraz. That's no, great. I like it. You're on a long haul flight yourself. Mm -hmm. You're fine to, the, to Heathrow. Who could you pick to sit beside? Who would you pick to sit beside? This is going to sound really corny. Um, but my mum, actually. Oh, nice. Because I, I don't get to see her or speak yeah, to her enough nice. during the day, and I just yeah. love to have yeah, love 12, 24 hours, yeah. maybe not 24 hours, but 24 hours of having a good, long chat with her. It'd be nice. I was thinking just recently, we don't see Chrissy pop in as much not as she much used to. She used to. We no, need her back. Grandkids. Pop, pop in, Chrissy, come and say hello. She'd buy a car from Glenn yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Podcasts, uh, pro podcasts or books, what, anything that you, is beside the bed or yeah, in your ear at the yeah. moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, believe it or not, I've never been a podcaster. I've always, I've bought about a million audio books yeah. and um, I've never listened to them. I just get, like by the time I get home and yeah. I try and then I'm on holidays and I try and do it, but I've got kids and I'd rather prioritise my time with kids. But I'm into um, Joe Rogan at the moment. Yeah. He's, he's big, isn't he? The only issue yeah. I have with them is they're so but, long. Oh. Hour and a half, nine two hours, yeah. Hours. So listening to a couple of those at the moment. Yeah. So listening to one on the FBI and that a guy who was in the FBI who's just been a whistleblower on it all about is pretty much the social dilemma thing that's going on with uh, um you know with Facebook and all of those. And he talks about how the FBI have been getting personal information illegally, which is pretty cool. So 
that was one really good one. And Mike Tyson one. You yeah. know, the Mike Tyson one. one. I saw that, yeah. Oh, yeah. just he's just got this champion, yeah. champion mindset. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Very, very good. Um, favourite movie? Oh, look, I've, I've got top five, but it's... Um, <laughs> Give well, us two or three. Two or three. Well, there's a couple of different... Well, uh, Shawshank Redemption's yeah. up there. Uh, is one of the... Oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Um, I do like um, a bit of Guy Ritchie as well, Lock, oh, Stock, yeah. Two Smoking yes. Barrels. Yeah. Uh, you can't really go past like a Fight Club or something yeah. like that as well. Or yeah. pretty, or yeah. this, I, I you thought know. you might go Fight Club. Um, favorite meal? I know you do like a nice restaurant, yeah. and I know that you do like a, a dessert as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last supper? What are we having? What are we ordering? Look, I, I think. Um, look, I, I've I love can't go past a bug roll at Rickshaws. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. pretty good down there, and I think. Um, you know, to finish with a nice little gelati from, what is it, La Messeria? Down on, down on Florence, Florence Street. Street. Yeah. There, you can't go too far past that, can Very you? Good. No, I like that. Um, away from work, I know it's tough. Favourite hobby? Is there a favourite hobby? I know you're heavy into the exercise with your yeah. band. Yeah. No, I train, I train every day. Um, you know, just try and have one. A rest day for me is going and doing sauna and ice bath, yeah. but that's a bit of fun. Um, yeah. I think, but hobby now is... Oh, this shouldn't be a hobby, but like any riding with the kids on a Sunday. Yeah, love it. Yeah, any last chance I get to do some some activities with the yeah. kids is the is the goal for me. And it's um, you know you could take up all these different hobbies and you know you just have no time. And I, I think it's for me um, just a bit selfish with the time that I put in the business and the time that I I do with all of the work to take up any other hobbies would be pretty unfair for the family. Through ISO, I pulled out the um, the old Mason hand um, hand handmade guitar thinking I was going to get the old guitar going. It didn't get, didn't, didn't get, get didn't it. Get it. it sat no. bad off of, uh, no, dude, you know the old, all the normal chords and stuff. Well, oh, YouTube these days is so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, last one, and we might have, we've, I'm sure we'll get into the answer, but what are you most grateful for? Oh, man, that's a, that's a long, that's a, just, just everything. I'm grateful for, you know, family. I'm grateful for, life I've, i feel grateful I, I, and look we run in this really fast-paced heavy environment all the time and you and unfortunately we're in a world with now with social media and things you're always looking for the bigger better things and it's um you know sometimes if you just pull yourself back and you know just look we're, mm. we're we should be grateful because we live in the one of the most beautiful cities in the world mm. particularly now with covid you wouldn't really want to be anywhere else mm. in the world other than Australia and let alone mm. Brisbane mm. and um, you know to have you know so many um, beautiful people and close people in my life is I, I feel very grateful mm. for that I feel grateful for you know I, I don't we if you look at our business as an example you know everyone's family like we're, we know each other more intimately than mm. we know most of mm. our friends mm. from school mm. like we're just um, you know and um, we spend all of our time together and um, I just feel I just feel grateful for the opportunity of everything that I do every day and to have a healthy family that love me and I love them that's it beautiful well, great way to end Matt Lancashire on the collegiate thank you very much thank you Foxy. down and a little bit dirty which is great I mean good to see some some of the not so glitzy sides so thanks for unpacking that for Mate, us. thank you for um, the opportunity to speak on it I just think it's just again um, a total credit to um, yourself to um, to be putting something like this together for Pleasure. The, the greater good of the real estate community. No worries. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, mate. Cheers.